podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get $1 any size coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg off the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. It's time to talk Spain versus Portugal. And of course, we couldn't do that without getting our Spanish expert on the line, Gabe Lezra. Gabe, are you there? I am. How's it going, guys? Great to have you on the line again, matey. We're playing Spanish music to get us all in the mood. <laughs> um, but after last night's performance, some may argue that the Spanish king is a Portuguese. Yeah. I, <laughs> I Reign supreme. Uh, we might need to uh, all just kind of bask in the glory of King Ronaldo the first. That was uh, it was an incredible game. Yeah, unbelievable. It was the first one for me that sent tingles. Yeah. What I yeah, found, so in... I'm, I'm hearing. So go ahead. Because so what I found really interesting was we're obviously talking about Ronaldo. It goes without saying because he, he was fantastic. He scored three amazing uh, goals. But it's like we've almost forgotten that Spain sacked their manager two days before the game. Um, so what, what did you make of that in terms of like Fian, Fernando Vieira, how he's dealt with, dealt with this and, and the rest of the Spanish players? Because that was a huge story, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. It feels like we should ask for you know uh, a drama-free World Cup for Spain, but it just doesn't feel like there ever is one. And this is the drama at the beginning of the match. And 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 yeah, I mean, what so basically what what happened was that the you know Real Madrid. Uh, I think the kind of general narrative coming out of Spain is that Real Madrid uh, acted a little bit precipitously and in, in kind of locking down their manager and then being public about it before the World Cup. But that, you know, then the, the kind of narrative split at that point. You have a lot of different people saying a lot of different things. You know, as uh, from a Real Madrid perspective, the, the belief was never that this signing would uh, make Spain or complicate Spain's path to the World Cup. The belief was always that just like many other managers before, uh, Lopetegui would be able to manage uh, the Spain squad without worrying about the Real Madrid squad that he'd have to manage after the uh, uh, after the tournament. Yeah, but because sure, you know, let uh, me just ask you, because surely the the guys at Madrid would want Spain to be successful, right? They wouldn't just be concentrating on Madrid. That's right. I mean, I think that the basic belief with the with the board was that. I mean, the way I've heard it reported, and and some of my colleagues have have got some good sources on this, is that Madrid had actually planned to keep this under wraps but that somehow it had leaked and that it was the rumor was kind of floating around the Spain camp right. through the dressing room. And, and uh, so the, the coach said, well, we should actually get this out uh, publicly before anyone leaks it or before you know, this kind of rumor takes over. Uh, and and he, he, it was almost his decision. And so Spain then made the call to the Federation to tell them that Real Madrid made the call to tell them that they were going to leak it. I, I mean, Real Madrid, in my view, didn't ha- didn't have, have any interest in having this happen to the coach, mm. uh, but they had. <laughs> this is uh, the way I saw all of this was basically that the players all wanted him to stay, but that the federation itself made the call based on a feeling of you know anger towards Real Madrid for the way they had acted in locking down the coach and then going public with it. And 
I mean, well, also that, it was an absolute narrative... hypocrisy, wasn't it? Because he told the players that their head had to be in the camp and that they couldn't get involved in any type of transfer or contract negotiations during the World Cup, and yet he was doing it on the sly. Yeah, it's. I mean, it definitely doesn't speak well to him. Doesn't. I mean, it definitely was not well played by Real Madrid. Sorry to cut well you off, Gabe. By... Uh, there's just been a goal in the Peru Denmark game. Denmark have gone 1-0 up after 58 minutes, so we will be heading over to the goal-go box any moment, but let's just wrap up with Gabe Lezra for the moment. So, Gabe, yeah, sorry to cut you off there. No, no problem. And I just I think that, that everyone kind of agrees that it was badly played by Real Madrid, badly played by the coach, and then badly played by the players. I think the question at that point is, does that merit sacking the coach the day before the World Cup? Uh, and, I mean, my personal view and, and the view I think shared by the players was that no that you just have to let the coach play the play the tournament out many other successful coaches have signed pre-contracts going into a world cup and still managed to get a good result I think the the, the classic example uh is a couple of years ago who's hidden hitting with uh with with the Netherlands had signed a pre-contract going into the world cup and yep. everyone sort of knew about it so talking about the guy that stepped in uh Hierro does his inexperience get called into play with regards to the game last night? Because obviously Diego Costa was doing fantastically and then he subbed him. Yeah, it's an interesting decision to take out Costa. I, I mean, the way I kind of saw it as it was progressing was that Costa uh, did seem to be tiring as the game went on. And Diego Aspas is a very uh, exciting and, and pacey player who also would be, you know, ha- has a lot of a fair amount of defensive chops because he's played on both wings as kind of a two-way player. Uh, so bringing him in for Costa was almost like bringing in a two-way player, just like he did with Vasquez toward the end. But, yeah, I, I think that keeping Costa in the match would have at least forced Portugal to always think about where he was, given how well he was playing. So I, I, I think it kind of cuts both ways. Right, well, we want to keep you on the line, Gabe, to talk in a bit more detail about the Real Madrid uh, manager position and what we can expect moving forward from Lepetegui. Uh But quickly, we're going to head over to the Gold Go Box with Kieran Pritchard. Kieran, you've got me in my words. Yeah, Denmark have opened the scoring. It is Peru nil, Denmark one, and it is the RB Leipzig forward, Yusuf Poulsen, who has given Denmark the lead. It was a, re- it was a counter-attack by Denmark. Played through to Christian Eriksen, had so much space and time heading into the Peru half. And he played through a ball. I was, I'm, I'm guessing they must have used VAR because it looked so tight on the offside. But they must have obviously checked it and saw that it was onside. And Paulson slotted it in at the near post. Not great goalkeeping from Peru, but Denmark, I think, take a probably deserved lead after a dominant display in the second half. And looking over my shoulder, I can see that Peru are trying to answer back. A good save just made by Schmeichel. Yeah, they, they, they've come back really well. The game has become really open, literally just in the last five minutes, and both sides are going end-to-end. And, yeah, as you said, Schmeichel pulling off a pretty decent save, a save you'd expect him to make, but a decent save. So Peru are not out of this, and this should make for a really intriguing last half an hour because Peru now have to go for it and, and, and try to get back in the game. OK, Kieran, well, you make sure you stay in that goal or go box. Uh, we are going to quickly step away from things, but if you want to get involved in the conversation, it's 0208 70 20 558. Welcome back to Love Sport Radio and your London call-in with James Sherwood and Jake Watson. Uh, we've got on the line uh, Gabe Lezra from the Managing Madrid podcast. Uh, Gabe, thanks for sticking with us there. Of course, we now know who is going to be managing Madrid, uh, but do you think think fans will be happy with this appointment, Julian Lepetegui? Yeah, I think 
fans will be happy considering all of the possible options that were on the table. There was kind of a, yeah, there was, there was a hope that maybe it would be one of the bigger names, but I think that of these kind of second tier of candidates, uh, he is one of the better options. Uh, I mean, I, in, at least in, from the reaction I've seen, it's been wide, widely positive, but there's a little bit of worry about his time at Porto, which I think Madrid fans feel was not as successful as you'd hope from a, from a manager of Real Madrid. So what does the, what do you think this means now for Spain um, in this World Cup? And also kind of a, a double-barreled question with, with Portugal, because Portugal surprised me yesterday. They, they impressed me a lot. And you, you can't take away from Spain the quality that they have and the experience that they have in winning tournaments. And you know, whilst Fernando Hierro yeah. is, is, is a new manager, he also is incredibly experienced man. So you know, it's not really a crisis. Is it? We, sh- we should still expect both of these teams to go far. I do, uh, and I think there is some element of at least with Spain, it's a it's a machine that's been very finely tuned, and you just sort of have to point it in the one direction and just sort of let it go. I think that what we really just have to worry about with Vieira is more that uh, that he makes the wrong substitutions because at this point the tactics, everything, it's all been 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 put in place, and the Spanish team is going to basically roll out the same look that they were going to have under Lopetegui. And so really it just comes down to those late-game substitutions as we were talking about before the break. So I, I think that Hierro is a really good coach. I think that he will be actually a really good answer for Spain in this situation, especially given his experience. It reminds me a lot, actually, of the hiring of Zidane by Real Madrid. If you bring in someone who's not super experienced, but who the, 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 the dressing room just loves and really respects – then when you have a team that, that, that this talented, they really just need a good man-manager. I couldn't agree with you more. And so that brings me back to Real Madrid. With Lepetegue, does he have a big enough profile to be respected within the Real Madrid dressing room? So I don't think that he has quite the pedigree or the profile that you want, ideally. But he does have a very, very strong rapport with the Real Madrid players who also play on the Spanish national team, which is a very large and powerful contingent within the, within the training room. So, you know, if Sergio Ramos, if, if, if some of these other players really like you, then you probably are going to do well, at least at the beginning. It then, you know, could devolve, right, if, if uh, you end up with factions and stuff, which we saw at the end of the Mourinho tenure. Uh, but at least at the beginning, I think that he's going to come in with a lot of support. I mean, he's a person that, that inspires a lot of loyalty and a lot of love from players. As we saw um, when all of this news leaked, even the Barcelona players wanted him to stay and manage Spain during the World Cup. Yeah. OK, well, just to end, do Madrid, under Lepetegui, win La Liga next season? I think it depends a little bit on the signings that they bring in and, and the tactics he has, but I, I think that they're going to be hungry to do that. I don't see them repeating in the Champions League, uh, but I do, I, do, I do see them getting some domestic silverware, yeah. So if he doesn't repeat the Champions League, he could be looking at the sack straight away then, eh? Yep. <laughs> right away. <laughs> we will see how it all pans out, I guess. But Gabe Lezra, thank you very much for your contribution to the show once again. Uh, Gabe from the Managing Madrid podcast there. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. 
One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Sports Social Podcast Network.